the very next day we appeared in court in Newtown. Mum and Dad both attended, the rabbitose bag still attached to Dad like a limpet. We were released on bail on our own undertaking. There was no need for someone to put up uh, cash. We just had to report to the police station each day and sign the registry forms. Afterwards, Mum and Dad, Corey and I all jumped into a cab and drove to White Bay near Roselle so I could pick up my car, which the coppers had parked on the side of the road. I was free to take my car. Dad had our dole checks, which had just arrived in the post, so we drove to the Commonwealth Bank and cashed them. Then Corey and I dropped Mum and Dad off at Winona's place in Balmain and returned to Palmer Street to score some more heroin. The area was crawling with dealers and heroin addicts. Many of the dealers were old wogs. They sat in the pubs or in the coffee shops drinking their Turkish or Greek coffee, clicking away on their rosemary beads or playing cards. One old wog caught our attention. He nodded at us and we nodded back, then gestured him over. He poked his head through the passenger's window. Big, His big black moustache only centimetres from Corey's face. What do you boys want? His Greek accent was thick. His eyes kept sliding so- sideways, scanning the street for the coppers. What have you got? I said, mate. You got fifties or hundreds? I have the both. Is it good? I asked him. Of course, uh, the best. Yeah, they all say that, I said. But I smiled to take the sting out of my words. Yeah, give us a hundred. You'll be back, he reckons. When are you have this? You will always look for me up here. Oh, yeah, whatever, mate. Just pass over the smack, will you? I don't want to hear your shit, I said to him. He passed over the the aluminium form and we drove around the corner. We injected ourselves in the car and drove back to Winona's to pick up uh, mum and dad. Once uh, they were on board, we took off, veering up Canterbury Road, me nodding off at the wheel while dad screamed, at me to keep the car on the correct side of the road. Of course, that woke me up a bit. They settled down, Dad. We're okay. I'll fucking okay you, he said. Pull into the bottle, oh, you mad bastard. Jesus, you get pissed off, don't you? Just pull in here, Dean. Fuck me, Dad, he said. As usual, Mum was not saying anything. She was like a mute. Corey wasn't the slightest bit concerned. He was asleep again. His head was flopping between his legs. After a couple of months of using heroin every day, we ran out of money. This was a a dismal state of affairs for Corey and I because the upshot, of course, was uh, no smack, and I wasn't going to have that. By now, I was loving and needing uh, me little daily dose. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, so I jumped the train 
leaving Riverwood with a screwdriver jammed between my underpants and um, the big red fella down there in the jeans. I disembarked at East Hill Station, walked across the overpath and, and down a lane running behind the shops. I vaulted onto the loading dock of a Safeway store like um, IGA's. Strolled through the back of the supermarket like I belonged and quickly located the office. I couldn't find any cash or cartons of smokes, which were easily sellable. And was uh, I was about to leave when I spotted a ladder propped up against a wall leading up to what looked like a large open cupboard. I climbed it, and when I reached the top, there in front of my eyes were stacks of cartons of smokes. Um, a big uh, cardboard box was on the floor nearby, so I dragged that over, climbed the ladder, and um, and loaded with the box and loaded it up with the cigarette cartons and threw my screwdriver that had down my balls in there into the the big box. I always carried one of them just in case I needed to knock off a car or break into somewhere or do something. They, they always come in handy, the old screwdrivers. A gun come later. Um, out the office, down the corridor, out to the loading dock where I jumped down, carrying the now full box of smokes. I was casually walking away from the building when a man who was hosing the car park at the back of the local pub spotted me. There must have been something suspicious about me because he was watching me like a hawk. I flipped him the bird with my fingers, but as soon as I did, uh, I knew it had not been my best nor my wisest move. Sure as hell, you'd remember me later. I ambled towards the train station but ducked into an Italian restaurant which had just opened for lunch. I tried to sell the smokes to the old wog bloke in the restaurant, but he showed me a heap of smokes he'd just bought from Flemington Markets. I knew I'd better keep moving. That old fella who's in the car park would more than likely uh, be blabbing about me to somebody or the authorities about what I had or or went over to that Safeway bloody supermarket and checked out if anything was missing. I left the, I left the Italian joint in a half and carried on to the station. As I neared the overpass, a man shouted out, Hey, you, stop, there he is. Oh, shit, I turned, holding the box as if it was my baby. Three men were running after me, and one was the bloke I'd seen those in the pub's car park. I glanced around in those few seconds. I saw that a train had just pulled in. There were a heap of people walking towards me off the train. But meanwhile, the three men giving chase were getting closer. I planted a huge grin on my face like I knew the rapidly approaching men, as if they were my mates. Stop him, they screamed. But I think, thanks to my expression and the smile uh, I put on my face, no one tried. 
I dropped the box and tore up the top of the overpass towards the other side of the train station and sprinted through an arcade and straight into a crowded doctor's surgery. I was puffing and panting so much that the receptionist asked if I was all right. I tapped desperately on my chest like I was having an asthma attack. She didn't hesitate. She pulled out a brown paper bag from the drawer and handed it to me. Just breathe into it. In and out, she said in a caring way, slowly, slowly, that's it, love. I breathed into the bag, rolling my eyes dramatically as if I were scared and I sat on the only remaining vacant chair in the waiting room. Every pair of eyes were fixed on me in that waiting room um, and there was a lot of eyes. There would have been about 15 to 20 people in there. When I got my breath back, I stood and uh, exited as if nothing untoward had happened previously. But I could feel the stairs burning into my back, uh, but I had to keep moving. Uh, I, I can't fucking wait around and, and bloody just sit there and be like a bird on the perch and uh, get knocked off and get arrested. Next, I ducked into a hardware shop, uh, picked up another screwdriver from a rack, dropped it in my back pocket and then uh, moisied around the, the rear of some other shops until I spotted a likely target, a blue Holden Commodore and not a soul in sight. I jimmied the lock with my new screwdriver. I was sitting in the driver's seat working away on the ignition when someone banged on the window, get out you bastard, he said, big bastard, he had a big beard. I nearly crapped my pants, I opened the door slowly, raising my um, hands in the air, pretending to comply. But just as he was slightly lulled, I slammed the door into him and bolted down the street, dropping my newly stolen screwdriver. Fucking that's the second one I've lost. The bloke was still in hot pursuit when I rounded the corner. Get back here, he yelled. 